This program is brought to you by the partners and friends of Creflo Dollar Ministries. Coming up next on Changing Your World. If you live godly, those that live godly shall suffer persecution. So you might as well get comfortable with the persecution because it's going to be there. But don't let it stop you because persecution is designed to try to get you to change your mind. You are about to be launched into your greatest promotion right now. I need somebody to believe that this morning. Ladies, are you ready to find your worth? This is an awesome experience. It's amazing. Join us for three life-changing days at the 2020 Worth Radical Women's Conference, March 19th through the 21st, and learn just how valuable you are. Mark my words, this is going to be epic. Register today for this radical event at taffydollar.org or text RADICAL to 51555. Go with me to the book of uh, Genesis, chapter 39, verses 1 through 12. Um, you know, sometimes I, I know I have in my life and ministry, I'll begin a series and I think I'm going one way. And in the middle of it, I begin to discover things. I begin to ask questions. I begin to bump into this and bump into that. And, and uh, Maybe unlike some pastors, I I I I, I kind of like to like a like a hound dog. I like to go on the hunt and sniff out stuff and just see where where it will lead. You see, I'm okay with not having a perfectly written sermon written down where I can articulate in such a way that would impress you. Um, but this is this is this is big. I feel I feel this is big and. Uh, of course, I don't mind telling you when I taught it, I was missing a lot of this. Once you understand the grace, grace, you see truth like you've never seen it before. And so last week we talked about the grace-based success. And success is not a dirty word. God wants us to be successful. Uh, but there are just a lot of things that need to be put in proper place uh, when things are out of place and you're pursuing it in the wrong way it's, and, and you have wrong thinking about it and, and then we kind of ignore the elephant in the room when we talk about being blessed and then the, the big elephant in the room is well how come some seem like they are and some seem like they are not. I mean God's not a respecter of person and yet I hadn't seen some of this stuff that you've been talking about. Everything, everything that we talk about under this covenant of grace should flow from an intimate relationship that you and I have with Jesus. You can't expect to use principles without the person. And so we, we've got to really get into this. And so I want to I want to review just a little bit from last week. And today I want to answer the question, why give? 
I mean, come on, man. I mean, why give? Uh, man, we've heard a lot about that. A lot of things that are interesting. I went to the internet and pulled up some old sermons from me and other guys just to see what we were saying back then. And we didn't have it. <laughs> and so, praise God, I'm a, we're going to rewrite the book. We're going to get this thing right. I already see what 2020 is going to be about. It's going to be a year of clarity. Some of you are going to see and understand things with much more clarity than you've understood them before. You're going to have clarity on your life. You're going to have clarity on your relationships. You're going to have clarity on your business. You're going to have clarity in every area. And I'm telling you, this is the Lord's doing. It's nothing you earned, but this is a season of clarity. God will have his people to see clearly. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, uh, uh, Genesis 39. You ready? Uh, and Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of the Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian brought him of the hands of, he brought him, bought him, literally purchased him. He was on the slave block. Purchased him uh, from the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had uh, brought him down hither. So they, they uh, put uh, Joseph on the auction block to be sold into slavery. In verse 2, and the Lord was with Joseph. Underline that, highlight that, put it on your wall, make a t-shirt out of it. And the Lord was with Joseph, and the result of the Lord being with Joseph, he was a prosperous man. Another translation says he was successful because the Lord was with him, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now, please understand something. According to this scripture, here is a slave who owns nothing. He has nothing. And the Bible says the Lord was with him and he was sex successful. Well, he wasn't successful because of the stuff he had. He wasn't successful because he had big houses and cars. He didn't have nothing. And the scriptures dare to say that I'll show you a successful man, the man that has the presence of the Lord. I will show you a successful man a man that has the presence of the Lord. And those of you who are born again and have made Jesus the Lord of your life this morning, I will declare this morning that you are successful people. You are successful not because of what you have, but because of who you have. So you've got to stop seeking things and start seeking him. Because your success in life is based on, Bernie Mac used to say, who you with. It's based on who you have. Here's a slave who was with God. The Lord was with him, and they said, you're successful because the Lord's with you. You're successful because the Lord's with you. The presence of the Lord will determine success in your life. Now, you can choose to try to do it other ways. And you might taste a bit of it, but it won't have endurance. It won't be durable. You've got to understand that success in your life is being rich in love, rich in relationships, rich in wisdom, rich in ideas, rich in substance, and, and, and more than enough to pay your bills and do everything you need to do. God wants you to be successful not because of the stuff you accumulate, but because of the presence of God in your life. 
Now look at verse 21. And verse 21 says, uh, Genesis chapter 39, verse 21. Now, the success in your life is not going to be based or determined by the circumstances in the situation or where you are. See, the Lord's going to be with you no matter where you are. And so no matter where you are, you're going to be successful. And look what he says in verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So now Joseph is in prison. But the Lord was with Joseph in prison. The Lord was with Joseph, Joseph when he's been sold as a slave. As long as the Lord is with you, you will see mercy and you will see favor. I said, as long as the Lord is with you, you will see mercy and you will see favor. You will have success in places where others have never had success. He said the Lord was with him and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. God is about to give you favor in front of people that don't even like you. Verse 22, and the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison, and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. 23, the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. So the keeper of the prison was not micromanaging him because everything he did was so outstanding. He just let him have his way. I'm telling you, some of you on your job are going to get promotions you don't even qualify for because people are going to see there's something, I'll start to use the word weird, it'll be weird to them, but something strange or different about you they just notice that every time you touch something, it starts working. And I promise you, there are going to be several of you that think it's going to be time to leave, and they're going to call you in the office, and they're going to say, state your salary, and I'll pay it. Not because you, you all that, but because the Lord is with you. I said, the Lord is with you. When Almighty God is with you, good things will happen in you, good things will happen around you, good things will happen through you because the Lord is with you. Now, here's one of the things you got to get ready for. Sometimes at your lowest point, that's when the enemy will get you to try to question what is all that stuff I just, just heard. Your lowest point in life will become your greatest or will become a launching pad to your greatest promotion. Be careful how you respond to issues that are happening over the next three or four months because some of you are about to be launched into magnificent promotion in your life. Don't mumble, don't grumble, don't complain. Just know that the Lord is with you and watch it. Listen, somebody said, oh, I got rough things going around my life. If you, if you, if, if the Lord's with you, then, 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 then stuff's supposed to be happening to you. 
if you live godly, those that live godly shall suffer persecution. So you might as well get comfortable with the persecution because it's going to be there. But don't let it stop you because persecution is designed to try to get you to change your mind. You are about to be launched into your greatest promotion right now. I need somebody to believe that this morning. Now, I didn't ask you, I didn't say none of you about what you had to do. This is not about what you got to do. I just asked you to believe. Amen? Amen. Now, one of the things I will advise is that you know that the Lord being with you is responsible for you being successful. So practice the presence of God. Practice the presence. It's not enough for you to walk out of here and know, well, you know, I know the Lord's with me. Practice the presence of God. Uh, how do I do that? through thanksgiving and appreciation. Make it a point every day to be thankful to God for something and to appreciate God for something. Why? You're acknowledging his, his existence. You're acknowledging his presence. It's something about that. If you have somebody that's with you, it would be rude for you not to acknowledge their presence, right? And so let's, let's get in a habit of acknowledging his presence through thanksgiving and appreciation. I mean, you can do that time you wake up. Lord, thank you that I'm alive today. You know, I, I dreamed about my big mama, my, which my grandmama. She's been gone for a minute. And I dreamed about her, and it was clear as day. And big mama was talking, and she was in a good mood that day. And, and I was just enjoying her. And in the dream, I said, oh, it's so good to see you. I miss you. And then I thought, like, what, what am I doing? What's, where am I? <laughs> And I woke up real quick, like, ooh, I bit my been gone a while. Where am I? <laughs> Acknowledge his presence. Mine was, Father, thank you that I'm alive to see another day. Amen. And I appreciate you, Lord Jesus. I deeply appreciate you. Now, let's, uh, let's settle this now. It's, it's, it's the presence of God that will make you successful. So any good thing that you experience in your life came from God. That's a scripture for it. All good and perfect gifts come from the Father, which is from above. Every good thing comes from God. It's the presence of the Lord. It comes from the rivers of unmerited favor. All good comes from the rivers of God's unmerited favor in your life. How many of you agree with that? How many of you feel like I'm setting you up for something? All right. It's God. Say it out loud. It's God. Say it's God. It's God. See, because religion teaches you it's you. It's God. Well, I did this. Yeah, but you had, God gave you the wisdom to do. It's God. Until you get to this place of giving him all of the credit. And if you did learn something, he gave you the ability to be able to absorb it. Not everybody can learn like some people can learn. So the wisdom of God will show up and put stuff in you. It's God. It's when, it's when you stop thinking it's you and start knowing it's God. Now, 
Let's talk about the blessing now. The blessing. Go to Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, and specifically the blessing of Abraham. So we know it's the presence of the Lord that causes a man to be successful. But then there's this blessing, the blessing of Abraham. It's, it's the blessing that people are after and, and, and seem like some get it and some don't. Let's go through this. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. He said, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, literally what, what he says here is Christ has paid the ransom. To be redeemed means you've been delivered because somebody paid a ransom. So it, it, Christ has redeemed us by paying the ransom for us to go free from the curse of not being able to keep all 613 of the laws. And so Christ has redeemed us and delivered us through a ransom by being the peace offering. He's delivered us, redeemed us from the curse of the law. How? Being made a curse for us. So he was made a curse for us. He took on the consequences that were due to us upon himself. He became a curse for us. Uh, for it is written, curses everyone that hangs on the tree. Well, why did he do all of that? Why did Jesus die on the cross, uh, became the compensation and the payment for our sins, paid the ransom so we can go free from the curse, shed his blood, had his body broken, all this stuff for us. Why? For what reason? What was the purpose? This is so awesome. So this is, somebody says, well, he did all that so I can be saved. True. Don't doubt that, but now he's specifically and precisely going to say in the next verse, he did all of this because or so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. I died. I took all of your sins. I became a curse for you so that Jewish people would not be the only ones to inherit the blessing of Abraham. I now did it so that Gentiles can get in on the blessing of Abraham. My God. So to me, Jesus did all of that for us to have the blessing of Abraham. And some of us live today like we can't even access it. And he gave his life. And so that's why I'm attacking today. I'm attacking this today because he paid too big of a price so that you can have the blessing of Abraham. And I'm gonna have to just really get down to earth with you. And there's no way that the way some of you have been living and tolerating this and just don't have a clue on how to get out of it and all of this is available to you. Christian people, it is time for you to shine and cause even Wall Street to look and say, what are they doing? This is, this is about so much more than money. It's the blessing of Abraham. All right, he says, I did all this so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. How? How, how, do you, how, how, did, he, how, how did he intend for the blessing to get to the Gentiles? Through, Through who? Jesus. So he says, if you've accepted Jesus, you have access to what? Talk to me, church. Talk to me. I, I'm not trying to hoop for a grade this morning. I, I got to get this in your head. I want to cut your, your head open and dump this in, but I can't do that. It's illegal. You, you, Jesus died, became a curse so that you can get what? So how does he plan on you getting the blessing of Abraham? Uh, no, you got to be goody-goody to get it. No. 
you got to come to church at least five times. You, you got to fast for at least 30 days. There's something you got to do to deserve it. How do you, how does he plan on you accessing the blessing of Abraham? Through Jesus Christ. So if I believe in Jesus and I've made him the Lord of my life, do I have access to the blessing of Abraham? Good class, good class. All right, then we're going to hurt you today. We're going to break your neck. That the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Now watch this, semicolon. Here's what comes with the blessing. That we might receive the promise. So you get the blessing of Abraham when you receive Jesus. And when you receive Jesus and get the blessing of Abraham, you now have access to the promise. And all of this, you got to get it through what? Faith. Not works, not striving, but through faith. Does everybody understand that? Now, so God wants us to experience the blessing of Abraham. We see that. So what is the blessing of Abraham and who can receive it? Now go to Galatians chapter 3. 16 and 19. What is the blessing of Abraham and who can receive it? I kind of already answered that. I gave you a little open book answer. You should be able to get this one real quick. Amen. Somebody says, I feel like I'm in school. Good. Some things you got to go and get trained for before you can go and take it. You will walk out of here knowing how to access the promise. All right. Now, to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not to the seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. Now, look at verse 29. How do we get into this? Galatians 3:29. So we talk about accessing the blessing and the promise, but do I have a right to it? Well, and if you be Christ, and if you be Christ, and if you be Christ, so he's stating the condition. So if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed. So what do I have to do to become Abraham's seed? Be Christ. How many of you are Christ? All right, I announce today that you are the seed of Abraham. But not only you're the Abraham's seed, but you are now an heir. You are now an heir. Oh, my God. That means you have an inheritance. Now that you're Abraham's seed, you are uh, an heir. You have an inheritance. Make it plain. Now that you're Abraham's seed, you got something coming. You have something in reserve. You have something that's been left to you. All right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an heir. I said, I'm an heir. I have an inheritance. All right, now watch this. You're not just an heir. Here's what's awesome. Remember, this is to Abraham, Jesus, and to those who are in Christ. All right, now watch this. Somebody says, well, Jesus and Abraham probably going to get more than I get. Romans says that you're not only just an heir, you are a joint heir with Christ. That means Jesus can't get no more than what you and I get. We are equal 
heirs of the promise. It's not, you know, he gets 20 and you get five. If he gets 20, you get 20. Y'all got to get this. I'm a joint heir with Christ Jesus. Heirs according to the promise. All right, so what's the promise? What am I getting? What's the deal here? Go to the book of Romans, chapter 4, verse 13. Now, like I said, there are many promises in the Bible, but what was the promise that God made to Abraham? Precisely, specifically. Because, you know, religious people, you say, well, praise God, I'm going to add to the promises. I, just all of the promises that's in the Bible. Uh, no, I want you to know exactly what you are to inherit. All right, verse 13. For the promise, comma, he getting ready to tell us what it is, that he should be the heir of the world. Stop. The promise God made to Abraham, you are going to be the heir of the world. You will inherit the world. Now, I had a member of our New York church who thought he would tell a friend of his. He said, guess what? I'm an heir of the world. And she hung up on him. Success is something we all want, but very few of us understand. True success is not defined by money and fame. The truest kind of success begins with God's undeniable presence in our lives. We want you to experience the God kind of success. Your relationship with God is going to take the foolishness out of you. It's going to convince you that's not the best thing to keep doing. It is your right relationship with God that will expose you to the benefit of the blessing. My success comes from me believing in what Jesus has already provided for me. You can also receive today's full message for only $7. Or for $50, you can receive the Grace-Based Success Collection. This popular set includes the Grace-Based Success CD Series, the Fight the Fear of Giving CD Series, and the Financial Stewardship Midi Book. Order now at CreflodollarMinistries.org or call the number on the screen for more information. see what God has for me. I want to pursue what God has for me. Whatever I need to do in order for God to do what he needs to do, I'm going to do it. Bless God. Dallas, Texas in Chicago, Illinois. Creflo Dollar presents Change Experience 2020. Are you ready for your change? <laughs> you feel like you walk in this like an earthquake going across the mirror. Just to be saturated in the Word with some teaching for like an extended period of time, that's just something you got to get into. There's some stuff that won't be the same when you return back home. You honestly think that God needed you in order to fix it, but what God needed you to do is to rest. Don't miss this free event April 24th at 7 p.m. in Dallas, Texas, and June 12th at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 7 p.m. in Chicago, Illinois. Seats are limited. Don't delay. Go online and register now. Jesus instructed us to take this gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth. With the seeds you sow into Creflo Dollar Ministries, we extend this good news of grace to people on every single continent. They are empowered to see real change in their lives. That's exactly what you do when you send in your financial donations to support our outreach endeavors. You empower change in people's lives. And for that, we say thank you. 
and God bless you. I'll see you next time here on Changing Your World. If God has placed it on your heart to support the vision of this ministry to reach the world with the gospel of grace, you may call in to make your financial donations or log on to CreflodollarMinistries.org. God bless you. Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries is providing a new understanding of grace and empowering change in the lives of millions of people every day. Thank you, partners and friends. Your love and financial support makes it possible to bring this message into millions of homes all across the globe. 